Hello everyone and welcome back to The Drunken Storyteller and a Happy New Year to you all. Uh, we are today starting Season 2, so this is Episode 1 of Season 2 for more folklore, folk tales and mythology from around the world with a little bit of drinking thrown in every now and then. Um, I mentioned at the end of last season that the podcast is going to change. Um, we'll see how that goes and what things happen throughout the year. Uh, but I have I have some different things planned for this year. And one of those things is what's going to happen in this episode. So to start off this new season and this new year, I thought I'd start with a bit of a bang. I managed to recently get hold of and speak to Johan Egerkrans, the illustrator and inspiration behind the folklore, the Nordic folklore RPG, Versen. So uh, we spoke to I, I spoke to him a couple of days ago. Um, this will be the interview with that. Uh, we spoke about all things folklore and just kind of rambled for a bit. We went into folk horror and, and horror movies and woods and trees and then uh, ended up at Warhammer somehow. This is a bit of a roundabout uh, kind of bit of fireside chat, I suppose. It wasn't really an interview. We just had a bit of a fireside chat about all things. So that was really cool. Um, you'll get to hear the interview now. Um, I will put in the show notes all the links to his stuff um, that you can find. So his Instagram and his Facebook and his website where you can find um, copies of his works and stuff. So yes, uh, please do enjoy this. Before we get into that interview though, just uh, a quick thing. In regards to Versen, my friend, my great friend who you may have seen on uh, my Twitch streams, um, Tom Murr, and me wrote a short uh, Versen self-published work called Longing Calling. Uh, that is now available on RPG for a pay-what-you-want fee. It's, it's a very short kind of scenario that you can use to tell your own stories. And we introduce a new Versen called Soya, um, which is a water spirit. Uh, so do go pick that up if, you, if you're interested in that. Um, as I say, it's a pay-what-you-want, so it's really really cheap um but do go check that out uh, tom wrote that and i did the editing on it um yeah go go have a look at that um but yeah uh, onwards with the show so as i say this is johan Egerkrans from sweden uh, the wonderful wonderful illustrator that he is and uh, my little fireside chat that i had with him enjoy uh, welcome everyone um i'm joined by the one and the only johans Egerkrans. <laughs> I'm hoping I pronounced that right. Um, uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not a possessive. So it's Johan. Johan. Oh, sorry. Yes. Johan. <laughs> Johan's Egerkrans. <laughs> you are owned by your own name. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sounded like a uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, bugger! I lost everything. Uh, that sounded we were like just a talking Borat, about that, weren't we? Everything in one. Sounded like a Borat name. <laughs> Johan's Egerkrans. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Um, so um, some people who listen to the podcast may know who you are. Some people probably don't. Um, I have talked quite a lot about um, Vason on, on the podcast and how much I love it. And so that's where I know you from. Um, but the RPG game, that is. Um, but I, I don't own the actual book that you wrote yourself. But if you just want to kind of maybe introduce yourself to those who don't know who you are, 
a brief introduction uh, <laughs> of Johans Egenkrans. Uh, well, I'm, an, uh, I'm a Swedish illustrator and uh, nowadays writer as well. Um, I started in, I actually started with role playing games back in 19, the mists of time, 1998 or something like that, um, uh, with a Swedish role playing game called Gemini, or Gemini. Uh, rings a bell. Yeah, it, it 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 was popular at least for a while. Um, but 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 I can sort of I, I worked with people who came out from the Swedish role playing game industry basically, yeah. my whole career. Uh, but I I worked with role playing games and then I sort of ended up working as an uh, as a concept artist uh, for computer games. So I did that that for a while. And then in 2005, I released my first uh, children's book to, that uh, uh, co uh, written by Stefan Jungquist, uh, who was my old boss and illustrated by yours truly. And that came out in, yeah, 2005, I think. And then it sort of started snowballing from there. So I got dragged into the children's book industry, the Swedish uh, children's book industry. And started to, yeah, more and more work with, um, yeah, illustrating books basically and doing covers and all that stuff. And then in 2013, my uh, my then editor sort of pushed me to do a book of my own, <laughs> and that became Vasen. Uh, so uh, and 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 Vasen is. Um, or Nordiska Väsen, as it's called in Swedish, is an encyclopedia or a grimoire or a codex or whatever you want to call it, a, a tome, a tomey kind of book about uh, Swedish folklore, basically. So it's mm. about uh, trolls and gnomes and giants and, uh, and fairies of, of uh, Scandinavia and predominantly Sweden. Yeah. Uh, very much inspired by... Uh, fairies by Brian Froud and Alan Lee, sort of the go-to book on that yeah. uh, subject. But 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 that that's same sort of mix between um, like text based in actual proper folklore, but mm. but but with a sort of whimsy to it, and then uh, with uh, hopefully beautiful illustrations that sort of complement them. Uh, and sometimes it's more like that text complements the illustrations the, the text illustrates the illustrations more than more than anything um, so, but but that was and that was sort of my breakthrough as a, uh yeah especially as a writer because that was the first thing i wrote so it's sort of but but then then i started doing my own books basically and and uh, so i followed that up with uh, Norse gods in 2016 about the Norse gods. Surprisingly, <laughs> it's <sort of> explanatory. <laughs> um, and then I did, uh, and I needed a break from that that subject, the mythical subject. Uh, so I did two books about dinosaurs. Yes, and, I've and, seen those uh, around. Or dinosaurs and Mesozoic marine animals and pterosaurs. Mm. So two books about Mesozoic reptiles, basically. Uh, and then I did a, the Undead after that, uh, about Undead from all over the world. 
And now recently I released Dragons in Swedish and it's coming out in April uh, in English. In English, okay, I was going to say. Yeah. I'm, I was looking, I've been looking for uh, the English version of Dragons for a little bit and it's like, uh, now now I know it's coming out, that's, that's definitely going to be on my list. Yeah, um, it'll be out. It'll be out in yeah a few months, Excellent. and then we also did a road paint game on, on based surprise, on surprise. Yeah. on Vasan. Yeah, um, which is kind of the reason that I brought you here today um, is is that connection with <laughs> folk is folklore and and role playing. Um, this we we had originally planned to record this before Christmas during an actual Kickstarter. Um, yeah, for Vasan, uh, which obviously. It, it did very, very well. It did. Scarily well. It did crazy well. It did. No, it did ridiculously well. Uh, I, I, we were all just flabbergasted, the, the, the whole lot of us. We had not expected that. Because it's not even a basic, it's not a new, a new game. That's usually the titles that sell, uh, that sort of sell, sell the most. Um, but it was like, just the, the the response was just amazing. Uh, I think but we landed on six point five million kroners, which yeah. is like nearly a million pounds. Uh, I think. Let me just. Oh, just uh, yeah. If you're I very don't know the conver- that, but it's never like, remember yeah, conversion rates. Oh, oh, point seven million quid or something. Ah, uh, yeah, po- uh, seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which, which for a supplement book. For an RPG is massive. It's bazonkers. Yeah, it's yeah. it's when, incredible. Yeah, yeah we, we, we had we had, we had perhaps expect half of that uh, yeah. uh, on a good day, so to speak. Yeah, when um, uh, it was first released um, on Kickstarter, the actual core book version, it was it was a slow burner. It didn't really catch on very well. Um, there wasn't really much interest. There was interest in it. Uh, but it wasn't as big as something like, say, Alien, which had just been released as well by Free League, or no, things no. from the Flood and things. <laughs> it wasn't that popular. But then to see the Mythic Britain and yeah. Ireland just yeah, but, but but the original book still did two point seven million Swedish kroners, so it, it was still quite. Uh, it did good. It mm. did basically, I think, as much as things from the Flood actually, okay. or uh, thereabouts. At yeah. least, uh, but this, but this is completely different. And I mean, Alien is a fairly recognized IP. It's, so. it's a well recognized. It's, it's well recognized. I think people have heard of it. It's, it's a, it's a movie. It's based on a movie by Ridley Scott. If you, yeah. yeah it, it's something about space creatures. So yeah, like, some, some sort. Don't of, need a space vessel. Space vessel. Yeah. Um, space vessel. Yeah, I'd, I'd ask Mark Norman and, and James Shakeshaft about how well meeting a, an alien goes, if you want to. Um, we're currently <laughs> playing Vesson on my Twitch channel with them. And, uh, oh, yeah, know. yeah. Hey, I love Lawman. I've I, I started listening to it now recently. And I obviously I love uh, the Folklore podcast as yeah. well. But, but I just recently started listening to Lawman. It's hilarious. Yeah, J- James Jimmy is Shakes. amazing. Yeah. yeah, they're really Jimmy funny. Shakeshaft, yeah. Little, little, yeah. Little Jimmy Shakeshaft. <laughs> little Jimmy Shakeshaft. Yeah. Uh, um, I think I think it is that has a really funny skit about uh, Alien as well, that the, the sort of the fifth one is going to 
now now they released the fifth one and it wasn't wasn't much fun <laughs> sadly but 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 the fifth one it, it, all all the movies sort of end with that uh, the alien gets sucked out of an airlock so the yeah. the, the fifth movie is going to start with an alien being sucked in through an airlock and it looks like just it's going from one ship to the other yeah exactly and yeah sort of yeah anyway tangent yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, same, the, the same before we started it's always going to go off on the tangent here yeah. um but yeah so i got um so we're playing alien but um i actually got james and mark on to play besson um with some mm. other folklorists as well um to kind of introduce um the game a folklore game to them which was kind of cool so who who, who did we have we had I actually Sedgwick um, was in that, uh, Mark Norman and James Shakeshaft, and also Sean Esther has played with me as well um, from Celtic Myths and Legends podcast. Okay, cool. So, um, And how did that sort of shake, shake out? <laughs> how did they do? They all got killed. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't that mean to them. Um, yeah. I'm only going to do that in Alien. <laughs> they all got killed. They all became Scottish. <laughs> Sorry, uh, bad joke. They were they they uh, they were drinking some really fishy whiskey. Um, okay. So they were in a Scottish fishing town, um, trying to sort out a mystery there. Mm. Um, but it was a fishing town, and so there was a lot of fishing jokes, and the whiskey tasted like fish. So okay, because <laughs> um, that's now a thing. <laughs> I, 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 I guess a lot of to scale jokes. <laughs> Just, it was just it was painful yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the mystery <laughs> smelt a bit fishy and all that kind of stuff. Mm, mm. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they got a bit green around the gills and all that. But, uh, but they weren't like uh, fishmen, or were they? Uh, it sounds no, a bit no. Lovecraftian. No, no, no. no. Um, I so I know. I kind of know one of the guys from the Effect podcast who do some freelance work with Free League. And so I'd heard through them that Free League were going to be doing the Mythic Britain and Ireland um, book. And so I thought, I know, I'll, I, will, I will do a, a, a Mythic Britain and Ireland themed Vesson game before I know what's in it. And so I did it with uh, the Scottish Selkie. Uh, mm. I ran it with a Selkie. Um, and I was very pleased when I saw that the stretch goal came out and that they were going to put the Selkie into the, the book. Yeah, 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 that part of the, the new book. Yeah. I, so, I just illustrated them. They're hard to illustrate. Um, as they of, generally look like people when they're sort of out of costume. Yeah, they, they're, they're either, either a seal their, or a person. The, yeah, they're either a seal or a person. So I, I sort of... And you want to paint them like mermaids because sort of a seal mermaid. So I did mm. one sort of undressing. So she's the bottom half is seal, yeah. but you can sort of see that it's scrunched, <laughs> scrunched up. So it's like she's removing a gown or removing yeah. or or taking on a pair of pants or something like that. So she becomes yeah. like the silhouette is like a uh, a mermaid, but uh, or a, a seal maid, or whatever. But 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 you can sort of it's more like it's, yeah yeah I try to yeah it's hard to yeah so I was thinking about, but, like but, when I was when I kind of wrote the scenario that I ran in my head as to how I wanted to do it this and the game is all about the mystery and looking at the the ritual of how you can stop the Verson from um, doing whatever it's doing 
yeah. and then either appease it or um, move it on to elsewhere. And I was thinking about the Selkie. There's not really a ritual behind it other than people being assholes to it and running off with its skin, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's nice to see that we've got these kind of new ideas coming into the Vessen game where it's not just purely about this ritual and we're bringing in the ideas of, of different folklore creatures. Um, which is, yeah, and I mean, the running theme is that you feel a sort of sympathy for the, for the creatures, yeah. for the mythical creatures. They're not, um, they're not like, they're not vile evil a vile evil that you're supposed to to fight in the, in, in that respect is is mm. more about coming to terms with the, to trying trying to make uh, the the vessel and, and uh, the mythical creatures and humans sort of coexist uh, and it's it's always i mean the, the one of the points one of the running points of the game is that there's always a human evil as well mm. yeah. you can have like evil, proper evil vessel, but there's always someone who, who, who sort of um, utilizes the vessel or, or, or yeah, has stolen something or made something to to irritate, <laughs> aggravate the, the, the creatures. Um, Creating that folk horror binding story that you, you, we see yeah. nowadays in some of the movies where they've trapped a creature or they worship the creature to keep it there and get its bonuses and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's every time I play it, um, always the the players always going, yeah, no, 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 we're going to save the vessel, and we're going to be nice to it, and we're probably just going to murder all the people who are being assholes. To it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it always turns into let's save the vessel because humans are bad. <laughs> we um, are. I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, from things- from. Um... Yeah, from especially from a sort of twenty-first century perspective, it, it's easy to end up there. Uh, yeah. But 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 you want that sort of uh, ambiguity at least, um, and it shouldn't be just sort of like the exorcist or something like that. When when whether whether the thing the the demon is pure evil. Uh, you could have something like that, but it would be in a in a Vesen context. It would be a lot more complicated, I think. Uh, yeah, so like even when you think about some of the the folklore creatures, they're never really truly evil. Um, no, there's a lot of mischievous no. creatures out there. Um, yeah, and they can be they're capricious and yeah. they can be malicious and other issues. But 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 I I I guess the capriciousness is is the best way to describe them, and that's sort of a running theme in all all fairy lore. I mean, on, almost all over the world. Um, and then, then there's a few who are like complete and utter evil, especially. And I encountered most of them when I when I did the book uh, The Undead because mm. vampires and and th- those kinds of revenants can often be oh, yeah. they they're like demons they're properly proper. diabolical yeah. um although there but, are jumping but, but, vampires we, which are uh, an entirely different thing <laughs> yeah but they're still pretty pretty darn evil <laughs> even, <laughs> even though they're jumping the yeah. jiangqi the jiangqi uh, yes the, i mean um 
yeah, the, but, but that's, they're stiff as a board. I mean, that's out of rigor mortis. That's why they're so stiff. That's why they jump. That's the only way they can, they can't move the legs, so they have to jump because the, yeah. the body's stiff. So there's a, <laughs> there's a logical explanation behind it. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I mean, they're, they're pre pretty nasty critters. Uh, yeah. And we'll probably get to, to vampires and revenants in, later on in, in, in the uh, evolution of Vassen. Yeah, one thing, one thing we do see in the, we, we, um, if you back the Kickstarter, they, they've released a, an alpha version to people. Um, and so we do, so we do know some of what's going to go into it. Obviously, it's going to go through editing, and there's going to be more added and and, and things. But we are seeing very much the world opening up in a way, um, <clears throat> and a very different style to it. So uh, when I when Verson came out, it, it's listed as a Nordic horror RPG, and it always conjures certain images when we think of uh, Nordic regions and Nordic horror, um, especially with the current rise of uh, the popularity of Scandic um, TV programs, yeah. like the, um, the killing and stuff like that, where you get this kind of long open openness and, and um, wide expanse countrysides and, and that kind of... Yeah. There's a, of, it's a there's a bit more forest in yeah. Sweden than, than yeah. most other European countries. Yeah. And uh, in the mythic Britain book, it's suddenly you you're thrown into cities like Manchester, yeah. Birmingham, Edinburgh, Glasgow. They're all kind of got little bits in there. London's very well explained, and so you then start to see. And it's nice to see this and connecting the the vessel to this kind of the hint that they put in the first book where we see industry pushing against the the the, the countryside but now it really yeah. is the countryside is the industry um because it's a city now so we're starting to see that which is really cool um yeah i mean and and the industrial revolution started in england so it's uh, yeah. it's not that strange that, that that sort of it becomes a natural progression of that theme in in uh, in the uk book based book um but yeah, that, that's certainly a running theme. Yeah, um, um, but 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 there's always there's, there's that's what I find so fascinating. What's all, all always attracted me to to uh, British fairy lore because there's such a. Uh, I mean, in Sweden, we love nature, but mm. but 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 in England, because you sort of. <laughs> in a way you've done away with all your nature <laughs> so it's much more that the, the nature has become mythified mythological in a in a mm. different way in, in because people love trees and i mean i i read texts about uh, i just read a book about uh, called wild woods um, it's a story story collection about uh, british Ooh, uh, british library short, no, yeah one of the yeah, british yeah. No, I've, yeah i think i that was the yeah. one i was it wild woods yeah i read wild yeah, woods weird, and i've weird, also got evil like roots there's yeah, loads yeah. of them i've got yeah that's loads that's loads of them, them, uh, into the abyss and with yeah, about, yeah. like maritime horror yeah. um, but 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 the text talks about uh, forests and and the british forest and british uh, but they speak about specific trees <laughs> because there's so little of it that you can actually talk about the specific tree and in, in sweden yeah. we don't generally don't do that because 
what is it, 60% of the country is forested. I mean, uh, or 70% or something like that. It's it's just uh, the, the this, you, you can't talk about the individual trees, apart from a few, you know, thousand-year-old oaks or stuff like that, that you have, you have a few famous trees. But we chopped um, all ours down in like the 16th century. We decided we didn't need them. So sorry? <laughs> we yeah, chopped yeah. all our trees down in the 16th century. Like, yeah, we don't need these. They're not important. We'll just get rid of them all. Yeah, or you probably needed a navy. <laughs> well, that was one of the reasons. <laughs> That's one of the reasons, yeah. Um, um, tips to sail to, to the new world and things and, and farming and, and, and things and yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a classic story about uh, I mean we also had a quite a huge navy uh, back in those days uh, and it takes a while for them to for, for the oak groves to the grow reason, up it takes like yeah. 300 years so there's a there's a story about the uh, the Swedish navy got a letter from like the Swedish Forest Service in the 70s, that <laughs> one, one of the oak groves were ready now. <laughs> That's 300 years later. Like, yeah, you can, you can get, ships your, now. You can, you can get your trees now for your, for your battleships. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. We do, in England, we do, um, I think it's a lot to do. We, there are no natural predators for humans in, in England, really. No, uh, not we anymore, have the, at least. Yeah, we have the adder, basically. We yeah. don't have any wolves anymore. Um, and so... And the adders don't really eat people, though. No, you, you'll, get a, you'll no. get a bite off them, maybe. Yeah. Wasps are probably worse. Um, Wasps are worse because you can get them stuck in your throat. You generally don't eat an adder. <laughs> well... <laughs> You'd be surprised, though. Yeah. yeah. No, but, no I mean, you got big so... cats now, don't you? At least that's a, the myth says. The myth big says cats. we have yeah, big yeah. cats, and there used to be bears in Scotland, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did, um, but these yeah. all got hunted to extinction. Yeah. Um, but because of this, there's this kind of feeling in England that any weird noise that we hear when we're outside in the countryside is not natural because we know there shouldn't be anything there, and so if we go into the woods and you suddenly hear a scream. Mm. Of, of a wild animal it's like what is that because that shouldn't be there so the woods start, start to take on this kind of darker feeling and dark darker um yeah, because they're so empty in a way yeah that's yeah. sort of yeah that's <laughs> that's fascinating and depressing at the same time yeah it's like we were talking uh, <laughs> to a friend of mine who lives in wisconsin in america and so they're, they're, they're constantly going out into the woods and things over there. And they, they'd hear mountain lions during mating season and they recorded it for us. Yeah, and, oh my God, that's amazing. a terrifying yeah. scream. Yeah. yeah. If I heard the, that, the, the, I would run. That's sort of, yeah, yeah. They're, they're so scary. They're, I love the sound of, of pumas. They're, they're, um, they're amazing. I mean, that said, I mean, Americans have sort of dreamed up quite, dreamt up quite a few creatures that are supposed to be hiding in the woods. So, yeah. You can, see, you can see how that kind of scream would, if you are like 200 years ago, where you don't have as much knowledge about the wildlife and you hear this sudden, sudden scream in the woods, you can cut somehow, you can see how that can then feed into the ideas that there's a, there's a creature out there of large proportions that eats people because it's a terrifying sound. Yeah, yeah. So. and I mean, it's also, it's quite interesting when you start uh, when you start researching this stuff, that, 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 that 
I mean, the view of actual animals, they sort of viewed, the, especially wolves, uh, they, were, they were viewed as a vessel in the mm. old days. I mean, the, the, yeah. you, you, didn't, you, you didn't say wolf. You said, um, or actually, you, you didn't say ulv, which is sort of the original name. You said wolf, which is a, a noanam, sort of what's what they called uh, a thing you say instead of saying the real proper name, yeah. the true name, uh, because they were they were really considered as vast, and they thought that uh, the cross could sort of deter them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the counter agencies sort of use against trolls or or or, yeah. or ghosts were supposed to work against the wolves as well and i'm not talking about werewolves i'm talking about the regular wolves. proper wolves and then we killed them all <laughs> so yeah. we, we didn't have wolves for quite a long time now we got got them again but but uh, but but sweden was wolf free for 200 years i think yeah i think the last wolf in England was killed in the 1600s sometime. I can't quite remember now. Yeah. You did know this, uh, but it's, it was a very, very long time ago. Um, yeah, I think we killed them off in the, in the 1800s, and then we, they started coming back yeah, 50 years ago yeah. from, from <laughs> Russia and Finland. Yeah, you've but, got, but you've the, got the of, connections for it all to come down. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we're an island, so we don't have, we don't have that. No. But there has, no, there has been calls have, to bring they, them. They don't have little in. boats, little wolf boats <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> if they are this, and they could, they could well, they could well have. <laughs> they have wolves. Go suffering. join the Vietnam and go underground and, and the sea know. wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah. Um, what can we have? There was there was a few questions that I had, and I've kind of forgotten what they are now. Um, oh well. Okay, um, there is one thing, um, and it's kind of it's a thing that I want to kind of start up. And so I'm gonna, I've got a load more interviews with other people going to happen throughout the year. So uh, if you listen to this as a podcast, uh, be prepared. There will be more interviews um, with more people who know way more than me about this kind of stuff. But I kind of want to. I'm the guinea pig now, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, you are the guinea pig to this. Um, okay. But also, it was, yeah. Um, so um, we have this thing in England. Uh, I don't know if you have it over in Sweden, where we have uh, a little game we play called Kiss, Marry, Kill. Uh, we might have, but you have to explain the rules anyway, yeah. because I'm not uh, aware of the name of the game. I, I'm, I'm using the polite version here. There is another version, okay. which is okay. uh, yeah. which we're not going to do, because uh, that's just a bit weird. Yeah. Um, you get given the name of three usually three people but in this case we're going to choose three folklore creatures one you have to kiss one you have to marry and one you have to kill or yeet off a cliff whatever you like and and Um, kiss could be something else i suppose yes yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah, yeah, but we're not going to do that one slightly ruder term yeah yeah um i mean it was quite common for people to do that to vessen and there's there's, yeah. yeah there's actually there's protocols from uh, trials from the 1600s and 1700s of people getting trial for being intimate with the uh, basin in, in Sweden. Uh, obviously, uh, around the same time as the witch trials. And there's also the stories of uh, trolls and, and things yeah. that I remember. Um, 
elves as well. There's lots of stories of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of wives and things out there. Yeah, it's usually with wood wives, which is yeah. a Swedish sort of troll elf thing. Yeah. Um, is one of the, the is, woman is of the woods in the Vesson core book, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but she's yeah. sort of she's. Uh, uh, famous for for seducing mm. uh the the coal men the the, the guys who went out uh, to to produce uh wood coal uh so kind of like the, a, the... a wood scandic version of a siren in a way yeah a bit less yeah, singing yeah. more come, come hither <laughs> more come hither yeah <laughs> <laughs> more, more. Drop your panties, Sir William. <laughs> Fly wink, <laughs> wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more flirting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like a, like a forest uh, uh, Sylvanian siren. That, that's just a terrifying thought. Um, cool. It sounds like a pretty good band as well, like a folklore band, Sylvanian sirens. Anyway, uh, okay, then, yeah. then I know the game. And yeah. coming soon from Johan, his new uh, atmospheric folklore Adventure black metal band. three, Sylvanian Sirens. Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, we'll, I'll give you three folklore creatures, and you have to tell me which one you will marry, which one you will kiss, and which one you will throw off a cliff, okay. basically. Um, and then you get to choose three for me. Um, oh, well. okay. So I'm, I'm not just going to. I'm not just going to make you suffer from this. Um, no, I'm no, gonna, no, I'll no, Make no. myself suffer. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then I'd also I like you to give me that's... reasons as well why, why you would choose these. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I won't just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do this. Really I'll kill them all. Yeah. Uh, so um, for fun, we'll have Pandora. I know it's not a folklore creature, but it's a myth. It's a and myth, I do yeah. folklores and myths, so mm. Pandora. Um, we will have. I suppose we, we will have um, we'll have a troll in there. We'll have a troll. I've just been watching Hilda on uh, Netflix, um, which is based on a lot of folklore from Scandinavia as well. So we'll have a just a generic troll. Mm. And we will have a... Ooh, let's have something from England. We will have a boggart. <laughs> So you've got a boggart, a troll, and Pandora. And Pandora. <laughs> uh, um, I just I just drew the boggart like yesterday. Uh, I think I it went up online. Uh, I really don't want to kill it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I don't want to do the other things to it. Uh, Okay, but but so I do do it like this then. Okay, the 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 bogat, they're, they're kind of charming in their in their bogaty uh, boogeymany kind of way. Uh, especially my uh, my rendition is kind of charming. It's, it, it looks like he's aping the the wild things from the where, where the wild things are. So it's uh, nice. I, I, I can't, they also latch can't, onto things as well, don't they? they yeah, yeah. But, people, but I can't so. I can't hate the bogat. They're, no. they're, they're too cool. It's it's such a good name. Um. So, so I, I, I'd give it a little snog and 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 okay. send it off its uh, off on its way. I mean, I, I, I can I can do that. Bargain uh, with it. If I kiss you, you won't you won't just trickster me for the rest of eternity, like you are planning. Yeah, to exactly. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you get a little snog. Uh, 
and then I suppose, I mean, Pandora is probably the most most good looking of the bunch, uh, though some trolls are very beautiful. So, mm -hmm. uh, but but I mean, Pandora, uh, she's created by Zeus to bring us pain, <laughs> basically. Uh, that that's what what she's for. She's an artificial being, basically made by Zeus to to um, to torment us. Uh, she, she's only made to open the box. So I guess I had to kill her. I mean, because she's 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 meant to uh, punish humanity uh, for for after our sort of awake, awakening after after uh, what's it called? Uh, Prometheus gave us uh, fire and and sort of because uh, we, we took knowledge. Yeah, we got the knowledge from 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 him. So she she's made to punish us. So so I, I guess I have to. I have to. Uh, I have to choose her to to get rid of, but I, I do it, you know, in a humane way. Just sort of sneak up behind the back and just twist the neck or something. Horribly know three quick stabs in the. I would ribs. go for the stabs because yeah, it's yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really, really hard to snap yeah. someone's neck by. Or just cut neck. off her hands, then she can't open the box. So I mean, you can use her feet. She could use her feet or teeth. Um, yeah, but but better better <laughs> off uh, to be to be sure. And it wasn't even a box in the original story. It was an urn or something. Yeah, it was like a an, a gird or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A vase, uh, the vase of doom. Uh, okay, that, no, sorry, uh, sorry, Pandora, but you have to go. Uh, and then then uh, hope, hoping it's a pretty troll. I'd marry the troll. Where Gryla turns up now, and she yeah. Goes, yeah, I've also got thirteen boys to come with me as well. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, the troll, and then I get some some bonus changelings to sort of uh, order around. Yeah, order around. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Try to make them go to school, but but I'd just be a sort of you know bitter husband to, to the troll. I, I think I could manage that. But, but, but that, that, that's my to... choice. That's my choice. Uh, I'll stand by it. It's cool. weird, but but there you go. Um, sorry. I think it makes sense. Yeah, it makes some sort of sense. I think uh, it's not, it's not meant to make sense because it's just a bit no, 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 but... no. Uh, okay, uh, then I have to ask you. Uh. Okay, so we we'll, we'll pick some. A, a nice mix of, of mythical creatures from from uh, mythology and uh, but but you read Vasans, you've got some sort of control. I've, you, 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 read you, the know, RPG you know, you know, yeah, you know, your um, all right, so then we'll take a harpy from Greek mythology, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, and we'll take a giant. From any particular country or just a large creature? Uh, we, we could take a frost giant from, from Norse okay. mythology. Jötun. Uh, um, and then we'll take a Kelpie. A Kelpie? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. 
the harpy will poop on your food. You know, you're aware of that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but if if you marry the harpy, you've got really good travel prospects. Oh, they that's can just true. Like, that's true. They yeah. can just take you anywhere. Um, <laughs> they lift people. I didn't know that. Are they that strong? Um, perhaps probably not. But it's 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 a way that I'm trying to. <laughs> it's a big. It's a big harpy. Yeah. It's a big harpy. It's also I'm yeah, trying yeah. to to justify things yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Is like. Because um, the Jotuns, oh, this is a hard one. Um, I think I would probably um, kill the Jotuns. Mm -hmm. um, just because... Just a, just it's a cold, it's cold all the time. Um, <laughs> they, they get, they're a little bit angry and a little bit argumentative. They were always at war with somebody. Yeah. Um, and they kind of caused the destruction of the world at one point. Uh, yeah, they do, they, to be fair. But <laughs> to be fair, the gods sort of helped in that as well. Yeah, yeah. That's also the, the, one the, side the, of an argument. Yeah, 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 true. Um, I would probably kiss the harpy mm. um, just because. In size reasons, I think mm -hmm. as much as it would be if they were human sized, then the, the travel prospects would be great. Mm. But there's just, I don't know, something about marrying a bird just seems a bit wrong. But then I am going to say I'm going to marry a <laughs> Kelpie. So. <laughs> a um, bird. <laughs> Especially if you're English. Yeah. Becomes a bit... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few harpies around. Nice, nice bird. So. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd, I think marrying you marry the kelpie. I think yeah. I'd marry the kelpie, um, as long as it wasn't stuck to a specific lock. Yeah. Because um, I I like the sea. I like water. I'm I'm much mm. more comfortable swimming and being in water. And if you've got a kelpie, you can have them around as a friend uh, to to take your places. I know they're meant to drown you, but if you marry them, they're not probably going to kill you. So. But, but it's, a, it's more of a marriage of convenience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a fear of heights, so I think uh, if, the, if the harpy was going to take me up and, and fly, I, I would probably panic at some point and then plummet to my death. Um, Weren't there some cultures where they, where they basically married the horses? Yes. That, that, um, that they be, it became such a strong bond that, that yeah. they were viewed as basically married to the, the yeah. horse. Some of the Mongolian tribes um, would, would have this kind of connection to their horse. Yeah, I would have I guessed that, but, 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 but I can't, uh, can't sort of yeah. speak. I have no idea, but, but I just, it's something it, yeah. I heard about. Yeah. And if you've got a seahorse, okay, yeah, well, yeah. sea you can, you can, you don't need a boat. Save money no, on boats. No, true, true, true. Um, do like a bit of sushi as well every now and then. <laughs> some, some dead children, because that's what they eat. <laughs> yeah, they can have the children and I'll just go fishing and take the sushi. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> have, have, you, have you seen, the, there's an episode of uh, the new series of DuckTales, where they meet Kelpies. They, they have um, uh, Scrooge McDuck and uh, my favorite, Glomheart, <laughs> Flintheart, Glomgold. Uh, they have a, um, uh, that was the worst uh, impression of Glomheart, Flintheart, Glomgold, sorry. Uh, but but they have, they have a, um, uh, golf tournament in Scotland mm -hmm. and for some reason they get transported into a sort of fairy realm and then the, the, the then there's two kelpies that sort of 
constantly try to lure them into the water and they look really cute they look like uh, they look like uh, my little ponies basically mm. and the, uh, but but they, but but they really want to drown them but they're, they're also really cute all the time. It's like, yeah, come into the water. It's really nice. It's You want to drown us, don't you? Okay, yeah. <laughs> but just come in anyway, because it's a lovely day. The sun's out. It's warm. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. just Aren't you feeling in. warm? I mean, the water's nice and cold. Yeah, I, I imagine that's how Kelpies nowadays would, would appear to people, rather than in the olden days where it's like, big, scary monster to scare people. Monster horse, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, like the 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 monster horse that's in Mythic Britain. Uh from the Nukalave. Yes. Nukalave. Nukalave. From Orkney. Orkney, yes, that was it. Yeah, uh, yeah. North Scotland. Big scary yeah. ass kind of centaur. Yeah, that, 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 that one's really demonic. That that's one yeah. of the proper evil creatures. Uh, you 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 can't reason with that one. That, that that's a sort of sea demon. No, uh, it, it's it's that it's can't cross thing. water, which is really interesting. <laughs> I've got a really small island, island that it can't island escape. and sea based, but but it maybe that's it why it's so cross, angry. Yeah, maybe, but but it can't cross running water. Uh, at least not when when uh, when uh, hunting someone or mm. when chasing someone. I suppose it can't cross uh, running water otherwise, because otherwise it wouldn't be able to sort of come up on land apart from one small tiny area. Yeah, it, it would be very, very, very kind of trapped into a very specific... Yeah, yeah, a very specific geographic locality. That's one of the things like within, in, with, especially within England, um, a lot of the folklore creatures are local to specific mm. regions. So boggarts are generally from around Lancashire mm. region and your, your knockers and things are more Cornish. Mm. Um, not no, knowing of Scandic folklore and things, um, but not knowing the details behind it. Is, do you see the same thing up in, in, in Sweden and Norway where certain creatures are more prevalent in certain areas or uh, yeah yeah you get that and and you get specific names just like mm. with the knockers the there's other uh creatures that sort of uh, uh, it's basically the same creature but they got yeah. different name in the different yeah. parts of the country and and you get that in sweden as well and then there's some regionality some trolls for instance are usually found in the southern half of Sweden, uh, whereas in the northern half of Sweden, you usually talk about uh, vitra for everything. That's sort of a yeah. catch-all term for for all creatures that you encounter there. Uh, and then and and some of the, the there's like a monster pig called Gluson. I don't remember if it's in in the role-playing game or not, but it's in it's in my book. Not in the role. I don't think so. Either. But but that that's generally just talked about in the south of, yeah. of, of Sweden, in Skåne and uh, southern Småland. So so there, there's a lot of regionality in Sweden as well, mm. and 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 uh, there's there's huge differences. There are huge differences between uh, Nor Norway and Sweden, and Denmark and Sweden, and, and so so on, and and Finland. So there's a lot of regionality here as well. But I mean, but what you have to keep in mind is that. Uh, Scandinavia is uh, much less populated 
than, yeah. than, than Britain. So there's lots of people come up with stuff in, in UK. Uh, and traditionally, uh, I mean, a few, I mean, what, what is it now? I mean, Sweden's got like 10 million inhabitants and the UK is what, 60 million? 70, 60, 70 60. Ne- nearly 70 i think yeah yeah so i mean the, the, six times the size and about half half the size yeah and that, that's sort of nice. but 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 that 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 um the, the the more people you got in one location the more mm. different fashion you got uh it's the same in in, in japan yeah there, there's, i was there's thinking that because lots and lots and lots and lots of yokai and a lot of them are very are, similar. Are, like if you travel yeah, the valley but they, they're also very location specific yeah. and yeah but but there's so much people they come up with just different millions of, of different of, of different of different creatures mm, one, of the, so, one of the fun things with japan is um i spent a long time over there i lived in japan for seven years um is a lot of the yokai as well they're connected to shintoism and Shintoism mm. has gods for everything. Mm. Everything has a god. So these then create folklore creatures from that as well. So you see this weird kind of crossover between Buddhist creatures and Shinto creatures and creates even more. And you just end up with this never-ending spiral of yokai. Yeah. Um, and then you got Kami, which is also mm. sort of and the, the animistic uh, small gods, basically. And, and, and I think I'm reading a book now about yokai. And one of the definitions is that a yokai is a kami that's not uh, being, um, what's it called, uh, venerated, basically. Yeah. So then it sort of becomes a yokai or something like that. But but I mean, the interesting thing about fairies all over the world, but if you just talk, talk about Sweden and or Scandinavia and, and, and Britain specifically, is there are they are so very similar to for instance, yokai, mm-hmm. that that you sort of realize that they are the remnants and part of a sort of an animistic worldview yeah. that's been that's existed parallel with Christianity for such a long time. And mm-hmm. even though Christianity has tried to eradicate this belief, it's it's never <laughs> it's never succeeded <laughs> it's, in doing that, which is very memory. fascinating. Yeah. It's some sort of there's like a, 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 a deeply felt uh, it seems to be human nature to believe in this sort of to gravitate towards animism that we yeah. always sort of we, we want to sort okay. of endow, endow the environment with agency mm. basically and create stories that allow us to maybe understand how the world works yeah. around us over someone like me who does astrophysics where I, I, I look at numbers and kind of things that way. But I also, when I want to explain that to people and how I can do and explain what I do to people who don't understand the, the physics behind it, I tell stories about it. And it's one of the <clears> ways that I think folklore is, is really good at helping us to understand things. And it, if you look at something like the Kelpie or the Selkie, as well, especially the Kelpie, it's, it's a story that kind of, is a, is a warning about swimming in dangerous waters. Mm. Um, so we use, they use these stories to create ways to understand the world. And we're always looking to understand the world, no matter whether we live in England, in Sweden, in Germany, Russia, China, 
South America, in all these countries, everyone's looking to try and explain the world around them. And the easiest way for us to do it is we is to tell these stories. And so yeah, and sort of endow things with personality, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's much easier for us to understand. Um, I mean, uh, in a similar, uh, my, my, my sort of astronomic <laughs> astronomy days are, are, are over, but, but I've done a lot of books recently about uh, dinosaurs and evolution. Mm. And even though you try not to, even though you try to be scientific, you always talk about creatures wanting to become something else, or trying to evolve wings, or whatever it's whatever it is. And it's not. I mean, it's evolution is completely pointless, and basically it's not pointless. But yeah, it's it's, it's there's no agency behind it. It just no. happens. It's just stuff that happens. It's, it's not completely random. But but we we always tend to the even the best the, the most scientifically minded paleontologist or naturalist will will tend to talk about birds as trying to evolve wings or mm. trying to evolve fe feathers or that that sort of you 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 can't help imbue uh, animals or processes with agency basically uh, and that that's really interesting and that's what you see in that that's sort of what's given rise to to fairies and and Vesen and yokai and whatever you call it that that, that in them some a kind of uh, a personality that we can understand understand being, yeah being human yeah. ourselves exactly um it's one of the and it, 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 our, our, it's also to do with our, our our own inability to understand that stuff just happens yeah we want an agent behind everything that happens we we are we are geared to view everything as it that it happens for a reason mm. because we're we are so intrinsically social animals yeah. that that everything should have a reason because most of the things that happen in our life are for a reason yeah. <laughs> so we're really there's, there's bad at handling shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> shit happens yeah um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we can't deal with that. That, that that that's not because shit does not happen ra randomly generally for us yeah, it, yeah, it's there. There are there. There is science um, for randomness, but it's even even the stuff that we think of within science. It's like, so there's some quantum mechanics that basically say if you leave a cup of tea on a table for long enough, the 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 tea within the cup jumps out of the cup because of the random motion of particles. But that's still there's there's an agency behind that it's not it's still not random so to speak nothing is truly random in the universe um so yeah we we, we apply agency to things and that's kind of i love that idea of just giving stories to stuff mm. um uh, i grew up with stories and um i'm just getting back into the love of these these stories again that i grew up with which is why i'm now doing a podcast on it all again um, yeah, and I mean that's sort of that's why we like stories, and that's why we like fairy tales because in fairy tales nothing is random. Everything has a, a reason for for it to be there. All the characters, you you get really annoyed when when <laughs> in, in in a in a story all the characters are Chekhov's guns. Basically, they will they they will be used <laughs> by the end of the story. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be included in the story. Uh, and that that we will like that sort of. Uh, that framing and 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 uh, 
yeah, there's, there's a logic behind behind stories that we that aren't logical. Basically, that's not how that's not how the world works, but that's how a story works. And and, and then in a way that makes more sense to us than how <laughs> the world actually works. Yeah, I think yeah, kind of some of that kind of goes into I think why we're currently seeing a resurgence again um, in in people being interested in folklore and, and especially with folk horror as well. I know folk horror had the revival in the 60s, but again, we're seeing a lot more folk horror um, on TV and things. And it's kind of, it's, it's those telling of old stories, I think, that it, it speaks to us on some level. Um, when, we, when we spend most of our time nowadays staring at computer screens, staring at phones in a world of technology, um we go into an we want to go to an escapism of where of a simpler time where we can just tell these stories it's certainly where where i kind of go with it it's like i want to escape from staring at a computer screen for 12 13 hours a day um and i know like we in england we had the massive victorian period of the folklorists the victorian folklorists which some some um scholars say was this fight against the industrial revolution and for those for them to get back to nature and become back um, connected to nature so there was the, the whole rise of worship of pan again and the bacchanalia um, happening um, in the backwaters of British countryside all the rich people doing their uh, naughty things as they to do. Yeah, but but it's also, I mean, we had the same same thing in Sweden, and, and that's also the birth of, of uh, what's it called national romance, mm. the romanticist movement, and the national romanticist movement. When when it, it wasn't until we started moving into the cities, we started to appreciate nature. Yeah. Before before that, we hated the woods. Basically, it was yeah. just woods, crap. Woods were bad. That was where the, where all the wild animals and the trolls yeah. lived. I mean, we didn't like Red them. Riding Hood. But yeah, exactly. Uh, but but during the 1800s we, we started appreciating nature and and uh, because we were losing touch with it and 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 that that sort of that process has continued um obviously and and i mean perhaps that's why we're making a role playing about <laughs> that stuff now we all want <laughs> to go back and live in we, we really are in a in a new but i think that's also an interesting what what's happened to horror and, and fiction and genre fiction in the last few years, last ten years, is this sort of return to return to roots as well? That that mm. we had a few sort of stock horror uh, villains or stock horror monsters uh, based on the sort of universal monsters and and, mm. and vampires and zombies and 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 the Wolfman, which are themselves. Uh, folkloric beings but they, we were so focused on a few of these yeah as a, a sort of um, a, ver a version of a, 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 a modern version of yeah. the folkloric creatures uh, and and now we're sort of starting going back to where all that came from and okay but, but perhaps there's more than just vampires and werewolves perhaps there's other monsters that are really mm. cool and we sort of realized that yes, there are, <laughs> and also yeah. vampires didn't work like Dracula. If you go um, back to the pro the proper folklore, so the the, the, the this this we sort of tried to go back to 
to where all all the cool monsters came from as well because there were periods like where it started to you start to see all these b movies come out and all the hammer movies hammer horror movies come out where we bring in the swamp thing and and dracula and frankenstein and all the, all those horror movies and then he just kind of it never really progressed beyond those creatures and we just see the same movies up until about the 60s when we start to get the folk horror revivals revivalist with the wicker man say blood on satan's claw and things like that and then we're starting to see that again in a more modern way i think with um like the ritual um yeah ritual and- which takes place in Sweden and yep. Midsummer, which takes Midsommar, place in Sweden. Uh, and uh, these. Hope, hopefully, we can get away from zombies because I am so fed up of zombies. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I I think it would be cool to to get back to the actual original uh, West African and and West mm. Indie uh, the, 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 the proper zombie yeah. zombie myth yeah. with the sort of the split soul and you got you got like the uh, soul zombie and uh, and and the, the, there's an idea that the soul is split into parts, which yeah. was quite common in Europe as well. That that but you can sort of trap one and then you can control the body, yeah. which has sort of half of the soul left in it and uh, all that stuff. That's really interesting. But but the the brain dead Romero zombie, I think we sort of on that to the death. Not, yeah, we've done that to to death. <laughs> <laughs> literally uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's starting to rot it's starting to um, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit fed up with that yeah. uh i never really liked zombies i i, I always preferred vampires i think, I think yeah i very, very much preferred the vampires yeah I, and mummies more... i i think there should be more movies about mummies they're really cool yeah i grew up being massively fascinated with egypt um egypt and vikings as a, as a child um yeah but also oddly obsessed with werewolves um, over vampires. I found, I think, I got into vampires uh, through Anne Rice. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of the more gothic horror version of a vampire, a little bit. The, the emo, emo vampire. I, I'm, I'm not going to say I was an emo child. No, no, but there's definitely emo vampires. Uh, yes, but they were definitely more more on that emo side. Um, mm. Although the the books were were very good um, for their time, um, like a lot of the role playing games, like Vampire. She the died just a few days ago. Yeah, um, a few weeks ago. In, yeah, a few weeks ago, sometime in December, yeah. passed away. Bless her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she formed a lot of people's opinions on vampires. I think. I think. Oh yeah, and as speaking of role-playing games, I mean, Vampire the Masquerade, Masquerade wouldn't exist without her. Yeah. Uh, no, she's really the foundation for the modern, the modern tormented uh, vampire. I mm. mean, I mean, if you go back to Dracula, Dracula is still a monster. I mean, he's, he's, he's still very not. Evil. Yeah, he's not very nice in the original book. He's quite different from. The Francis Ford Coppola movie, which is more of an emo vampire in a way, yeah. is sort of. Dracula <laughs> and Roger yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but in the original book, he's just he's a horror. I mean, he he's just pure evil. He's a demon. Uh, and I mean that that's really cool when you go back to the old uh, old folklore because the vampires are really nasty and yeah. they're 
they're not they're not nice people they're not there they're not they're, there fighting they're not, with the hunger not, within the, the point is they're not people anymore no. they they are completely Demon. taken over by by evil and they are very much undead as well so i mean yeah. they are uh they are closer to some the modern zombie because they are in a way mindless uh or, or at, at least not in control. They're not sentient in the same way as a human is uh, generally. They, they, they uh, are driven by impulses and desire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Base, base needs. So they're they're, they're, they're sort of all id. Mm. If you want to be Freudian about it. Uh, so, uh, but that, no, no, they're, they're, it was a lot of fun researching them. They they are quite <laughs> they are impressively vile. <laughs> yeah. I've done one episode on different vampires, not your stereotypical um, Eastern European kind of idea of vampires. Um, I, I did the Jiangqing, the bouncing, jumping mm. Chinese one, but then I also told the story of. Um, let me see if I can remember the name. I think it was Abarak, who's a dwarf. Irish wizard necromantic zombie, uh, vampire. Um, he's a bit of an arsehole as well. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a, like a dwarf yeah. wizard who becomes a vampire, and you have they have to bury him upside down so he stops coming up and destroying the village. <laughs> it, it's, it sounds like a Dungeons and Dragons character that's gone, gone completely oh, off the end. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a necromantic dwarf. I think I had that ne necromantic dwarf in a role-playing game campaign, actually. Uh, in in the Swedish version of the Swedish sort of equivalent to to Dungeons and Dragons called Dragons and Demons. Mm. Such a such a, uh, such a side track there on the name Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons and Demons. I see, I see what they did there. Very cool. yeah, you see, yeah. It, it's not based on on the. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons motor is based on uh, Rune Quest, I think. Yeah. Or, uh, that's why. So they have uh, talking ducks. Amazing. It's based on them. Yep. Which is the best fantasy characters, fantasy race. Talking do you ducks. say? Do you still say fantasy race? It sounds weird saying it like that um, these days. Uh, if you're in D and yeah. I think they still call them yeah, races, yeah. Um, yeah. but I do think that um, there's a lot of other issues that need sorting out in in D and D mm. over than just using the word race at the moment. Yeah, I, I never played D and D actually. I, I, uh, I think I played it once. And, yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I haven't played. Uh, it, it's it's really cool that uh, the the new to get back to the book. Uh, the, the uh, Vesson uh, Mythic Britain book is, is written by Graham Davis, who, who wrote a lot of stuff for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Uh, it's famous for the Enemy Within campaign. Uh, and, and that's one of my... <laughs> not, not, not a life tragedy, perhaps, but, 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 it, but I'm, I, I wish I would have... I, I wish I'd played uh, uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay back in the day when, when I was a kid. It would have been. Yeah. It seems like such a cool game. It is. And it is. Um, even the fourth edition, so the new edition that has was mm. been released a couple of years ago by Cubicle Seven. It's gone back to this a very um, uh, a percentile system. So D one hundred system. It's gone back to kind of the older systems, 
and, and brought back the ideas from uh, second edition and mm-hmm. it is amazing i've run it many many times i've even written for it um if there's a there's a scenario out published through cubicle seven called hellrise to halt which i wrote with a co-host from darker days radio um it's it's a very very good intro scenario and based on the Doolahan um myth mm-hmm. so headless horseman oh. I'm working um, on the Dulahan at the moment, actually, ooh. for for uh, Basson. Nice. So I'm working on the illustration. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I love Warhammer. I got a, I got a blog, uh, or the blog is sort of sound asleep at the moment. But, but, but I got an Instagram called the Convertorium where I put up my miniatures and so on. So I'm, I'm a huge Warhammer nut as well. Oh, cool. Um... This this so desk that I'm paint, sat at paint. now, you can't really see it because of the way the camera is. But this is my painting desk as well. I've got like three. Yeah, 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 I've got all your stuff. I'm I'm um, no no. I'm a huge it. huge Warhammer fan. So. Yeah. Cool. No, um, Enemy Within is a brilliant. The first book definitely. I've I've, I've tried to get through the second book in the new edition. It's a little bit slow, but. Um, Enemy in the Shadows is such such a good um, mm. campaign, but with the Warhammer world, especially Warhammer, like Warhammer Fantasy world, not the new mm. Age of Sigmar world, um, because yeah, it's that's so... more like He Man, <laughs> basically or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 more epic scale. It's very epic. It's 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 like <laughs> yeah, we heard hey, hey, I heard you guys like epic, so we put epicness on your epicness, so you can epic while you're epic. It's like it's uh, it's very it's like playing twentieth um, level D and D. Just yeah, 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 walk yeah. around and punch a god. Um, yeah, exactly. But Warhammer Fantasy, because it's very very Germanic, the world, mm. the empire is is a. Yeah, based on Germany. Yeah, Germany basically. Um, it was all. It comes out of ni- 1980s England, where they're just taking the piss out of Margaret Thatcher, no. um, which is deserved. But anyway, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we could do with it again now in our country at the yeah, moment. Yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> it allows us to bring in a lot of the the folklore um, creatures um, from from what we know, because it's a world that is familiar. But is also allows us to bring in these 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 folklore creatures. Um, yeah, it's it's Europe. So. It, Europe through um, looking through the looking glass in yeah. in, in a way. It's it's yeah. very European. Like 16th century uh, Europe. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant. No, thing. I mean I, I I love the old setting. I think it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. I think this. I mean the miniatures are getting just better and better. Uh, so I mean the, but but but. But there's something about old Warhammer uh, that I really love. But I, 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 I gotta admit, I, I, my biggest love is uh, Warhammer 40k because that's such a. I like science fiction, and I, I, there's mm-hmm. something about that setting that's so. It's so hilariously dark. <laughs> that's what some people don't understand nowadays because I think. Everybody sort of got it back in the eighties and nineties yeah. that, that it was satirical. It was, it was a because we read satire. No, it's like but it's like reading Judge Dredd and taking it seriously. seriously. No, nobody did that. We all understood that it was or, or watching Robocop and, and, and taking that seriously. It's the same sort of satire. Uh, Cyberpunk but, but, is not an aesthetic to appeal to. It's it's no, no, no. 
they're cautionary yeah. tales. But yeah. Yeah, and it's very. And it's. I mean, there's 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 a constant element of dark humor in in mm. the in, in that world, and I mean. Uh, and I think people are sort of forgetting that now. That's it's really interesting yeah. because we we was I mean, and I didn't even I mean, English isn't my native tongue, but but I mean, we all got the satire mm. from Warhammer. It wasn't. We were sort it of. Was, I think it was so comfortable with that sort of humor back yeah. in the yeah early nineties. Uh, yeah, but, in the in the, the like the nineties period, it's like it was it was. There was a lot more of the comedy within, actually inherently within it, a lot more mm. obvious comedy within it, like the 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 goblins and the the Gretchen and things. They were a lot more comedic in the way that they were portrayed. Mm. I, th I think the portrayal of some of it is a little bit more serious now, but it's still underpinned with satire. It's like there are no good guys. No. It's like if you think that the Space Marines are the good guys, you have clearly misunderstood. <laughs> everything <laughs> um, yeah or or you vote on something very strange uh, yeah. <laughs> your political views are a bit but it's yeah, like there's yeah. no voting in the 40k universe no 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 no. but i mean you, you as a person yeah. but but i mean yeah. but that's sort of the problem People, irony is hot i mean uh it's, it's like when uh, starship troopers the movie came out mm. uh which is deeply satirical and it's yeah, again, sort of it, it's taken the piss out of Robert R. Hanlein, who wrote the book, because he he's a right wing, he yeah. was a right wing lunatic at least. I mean, the the book sort of is a um, is, is sort of pro that fascistic environment, and mm -hmm. and uh, Paul Verhoeven took that and turned it on its head and made a really funny uh, satire over fascism. But but there were so many people that didn't understand the comedy in that. And just didn't get it, and, and it's just I, I can't understand how you can watch that movie and not, not the... get <laughs> yeah, the humor. It's just... But it's a very similar humor to to Warhammer, mm. especially Warhammer Forty K. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, cool. So uh, I, we've been going on for ages now. I think we can actually sit here and talk for a lot longer um, about all different things. We started at folklore and ended up in Warhammer. Um, yeah. Via, yeah. via B movies. Things, things I, I tend to gravitate towards Warhammer. <laughs> everything, everything ends up in Warhammer. Everything goes in Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm out, out, my, my, my old fashion is uh, is empty now. So. Yeah. My my. Not drunk um, yet, even though the name of the podcast. Uh, I'm I. Sort of too old to that, for that but... for midweek drinking now. Um, yeah. I I've, I I tried to find some nice Swedish. I, I tried to theme the drinks to <laughs> some I nice Swedish about. wine. <laughs> and I was going to say some nice Swedish um, cider because we hmm? do get some good ciders over here because um, there's no hmm. decent Swedish beer. Um, oh, there, there, there. There's a few microbreweries now that are pretty good actually. But... Not in the UK, there isn't. Um, no, 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 no. But here, yeah. so um, unfortunately, I've got the the the, the nasty Copperberg. <laughs> I'm not a cider drinker. Oh, I'm not. I'm just not a cider drinker. That's, that's horrid. <laughs> Why? Why no. do you punish the, yourself? Um, uh, I should. I should have. I've got. A, I've got a Norfolk cider here, which is actually really. really yeah, good. yeah, that's much Asphalt. better. That's better. Yeah. Um, but I try to. I try when I do have a drink. I try to theme it to either the story or the place that it's from. 
Yeah, it's uh, probably. I, I imagine it's quite hard to find a, a good Swedish beer in in the UK. But unless you want to spend a lot of money, and I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, no. But yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for joining me and having this random yeah. chat. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for coming. No. Um, Thanks for the game. That was fun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that with my friends. Yes, do please do. I'm going I'm gonna, to. I'm gonna kiss some. I'm gonna kill some. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, but, but it was no. It was a lot of fun. It's yeah. very rambling, but I kind of like that. Yeah, no, I, I was like, I was thinking like, do I do I do a serious question and answer kind of thing, or do we just have a chat? Um, but I'm I'm currently, as I said, as I've said, and many times on the podcast as well, I'm I'm coming very close to the end of a PhD. I don't have time to plan anything, so I'm just going to sit here and talk to people. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds, sounds great. But uh, no, thanks thanks for the chat. It was so much fun. And yeah, uh, say you. hi to Jimmy Shakes as well. I love I the will podcast. Do. Um, yeah. we, we, we could try and get you in as a special character into aliens. <laughs> you, can, you can randomly turn up as an alien and bite his head off at some point if you Swedish want. Swedish cyborg. <laughs> You're on Borg. <laughs> the, so yeah, Sorry. Um, yeah, it's an old Star Trek joke. Uh, anyway, but no, thank you for thanks for having me. It was a lot That's of right. fun. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, we shall see everybody in the next episode at some point. I don't know when that's going to be, but yeah. And thank you very much. So there we are. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that little interview with uh, Johan there. Uh, I did get his name right in the intro, uh, just not in the actual interview. Whoops. Sorry, Johan. So, yeah, um, I've, as I say, I'll leave all the links for all his work in the show notes, so you go go check him out. It was absolutely wonderful to have him on the show. Um, I have a few more interviews lined up that I'll do throughout the year with some more folklorists, basically people who know a crap ton more about folklore than me, because, well... This is a hobby for me, and they they all do it a little bit more seriously than I do, as you know me. I'm just a bit of a bit of a layabout, but yeah. So um, I've got plans for future episodes where we'll be looking more into kind of the darker side of things. So we'll be looking at some Ouija boards, the evil eye witches, um, and all kinds of ghost stories and stuff as well. So we'll we'll be going a little bit more dark. I think I'm still going to continue on with a. Uh, normal folklore and things but expect more more darkness and folk horror and things within the podcast as well because that's who i am but yes um and so that's that's the end of the episode today so if you enjoyed what you heard today um more of it will come it's obviously not the same as my season one but if you are interested you can go check out season one it's uh, anywhere you can find podcasts spotify apple and all that larky Apparently you can now rate uh, podcasts on Spotify, so please do go give me a rating if you are interested, or if you liked it. Also, you can find me over on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as The Drunken Storyteller. Um, you can find me there and follow me there. I'm not amazingly active on social media. I'm just a bit of a slacker on that one. But yeah, go find me out there, and you can email me as well at thedrunkenstoryteller at gmail.com. No, the drunken storyteller UK at gmail.com because someone else already had it. Because apparently it's a common name. So yeah. 
and that's what you can do. You can also find me over on Twitch or on YouTube where we do some RPG stuff. Um, running aliens at the moment, alien at the moment for Mark Norman and uh, James Shakeshaft from the Lawmen Pod, and a few other people. Uh, we've got some fun things planned for that in the future. Um, there'll be an episode soon, hopefully, um, on this podcast that will involve folklore and RPGs um, more so than this one did. That was just a, a random chat, but we'll see how that goes. So do keep an eye out for that. But as I say, uh, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you did enjoy it. Well, as I always say, the drink has run dry. Good night, my friends.